Hi there, I'm Jim. And I'm Charles. Let's talk teaching. Welcome to Let's Talk Teaching, a podcast from the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology here at Illinois State University. I'm Jim G. Happy spring break. This is a special episode of Let's Talk Teaching, and we're talking about what's new in ReggieNet, our learning management system here on campus. And joining me today, returning to the podcast to talk about this, is Charles Bristow. Hi, Charles. Hi, Jim. How are you? I'm doing fine. Um, so we're recording this actually the week before spring break, but we know we want to, or actually a, a week and a day before uh, spring break begins. But we know that we uh, want to talk about what's due in ReggieNet because on March 13th, ReggieNet will be uh, taking the day off and getting an upgrade. Um, and it's going to bring a lot of improvements, we hope, to uh, for both faculty and staff. It's going to improve some things under the hood. So we want to explore that today. But before we get into that, um, this isn't just something that happens. You and the rest of the ReggieNet team have been working on this for a fair bit of time, right? That's correct. We we actually started looking into um, planning this upgrade way back at the towards the end of last spring semester. Okay. Um, and we were originally going to try and do it at the end of summer, but it turned out that the upgrade didn't get released soon enough for us to do it then. Mm-hmm. And so that then kind of pushed it back, and then we had to sit down and and try and figure out, okay, when are we going to be able to do this upgrade? Mm-hmm. Because it does require taking ReggieNet offline, probably for the better part of the day. But that meant we had to pick a time to do it that was going to be least disruptive. And that's harder to do nowadays because there is the winter intercession, which we talked about a little bit in our last episode. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the history and, and kind of an explanation of why we're doing it over spring break, and it's not ideal uh, but for the vast majority of users, both students and faculty, is it fair to say that they, they'll notice changes because it's going to look differently? And we'll, we'll talk about that. But, the, but their data is, isn't going to change, right? That's correct. Everything should be as it was before the upgrade. It's just going to look different. And there will be some new features involved as well. Right. But everything that's in there now should be there when we come back. Right. And one of the new features, which we'll talk about here in a minute, is that there is a new grade book. Uh, that's going to be uh, introduced. But fa- faculty members, instructors don't have to use that right away. They, they're still going to use the, the, the one that they are already using for this semester, right? There is a new grade book that will be available, but we certainly don't necessarily recommend switching tools midstream uh, in the middle of the semester, but it will be available for summer and right. and. Well, we'll talk about it more. Yeah, I was going to say, we can we can talk more about the timing and stuff like that, but that there is a new grade book with new features and, and stuff like that, um, because I know that's something that a lot of faculty members have asked about. So uh, can you give us just a general rundown, um, maybe start with the student experience? What is that going to be different? Uh, how's that going to be different? The, the student experience is primarily going to be different through just the overall changes in the interface. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as functionality goes, particularly within uh, a course site, they're not going to see much in the way of, of any functional differences. Um, it's primarily going to be the kind of the look and feel of the whole system that, that they're going to notice in particular. Okay. Okay. And we should probably talk a little bit about mobile uh, devices. Right. So the this new interface is actually um, much more um, 
Oh, I've gone blank on the, uh, the uh, phrase. Uh, re, uh, responsively designed. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you, Jim. That's what I'm here um, for. <laughs> so it's it's a better experience on a mobile device. Okay. Um, that being said, we still don't recommend doing certain things on a mobile device, particularly taking tests and quizzes online. Mm-hmm. We still strongly recommend using a regular computer for, for that function. One of the bits of feedback I get about ReggieNet when I'm either teaching or in other circumstances when, when it comes up and I'm talking to students is that they want an app. They want a ReggieNet app. And that's and that opens up a whole other – so what's that app-like experience? Well, we're not going to have an app for ReggieNet, but we're getting closer to that with, with a, a more mobile-friendly uh, layout. So if they want to quickly jump on and check – the uh, the messaging tool, uh, if there are messages from their instructor, mm-hmm. or they want to check when an assignment is due, or if their grades have been posted yet. That's something. That, those are tasks that they certainly can do without without concern on. Right, and and the interface will just look better on a on a mobile phone. You won't have to shrink down a tiny screen to try and find things. So yeah, yeah, less pinching and zooming, as it yeah. were. Okay, so uh, from the instructor standpoint, a lot of the changes that are happening um, that are not just bug fixes and stuff like that. Um, uh, a lot of the changes are going to are geared more towards the instructor's perspective. So, what can the instructor uh, expect to see uh, that's different? So, the instructor will obviously also see this the new interface, but there there are some new features that that are very nice, um, particularly in the lessons tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lessons tool will now allow you to uh, format your content in both sections and columns, mm-hmm. and you can mix and match those. So, it gives you much more. Uh, a flexible layout of content that you want to uh, put into a lessons page. Right. Um, makes it look a lot nicer. Um, so we're kind of excited about that. And then there's another new feature as part of the lessons tool called a checklist, mm-hmm. which allows you to set up a, a list of, of items, and then the students can go in and check those off. Um, you can do it as a completion checklist, and then uh, from the instructor point of view, you can see a list of all the students and, and what they've checked off in, a, in a, a very simple view. So it's kind of a nice tool for um, potentially tracking progress or... Right. You know, if, you're, if they're doing a project, ba- if you're doing some sort of project-based learning and you've created a lesson in the lesson tool to accompany that, to walk them through step-by-step step or, uh, or to make sure that they, you know, that there are certain things that they need to prepare at this point, that, yeah, I think that's a great... I, I mean, I can Im- imagine mm-hmm. myself using it in the classes I teach, so I'm looking forward to it. Okay. And, I ha- and I haven't made an extensive use of the lessons uh, tool. Um, we should mention, though, uh, and I know a couple other faculty members who've asked me about this recently, after uh, spring break, so in the last half of the spring semester, we do have a couple of uh, ReggieNet Lessons workshops, I think, scheduled so people can go to our website at ctlt.illinoisstate. We uh, do. We actually have one scheduled during our spring institute. Oh, that's right. Okay. I believe it's on Thursday. Right. But I don't remember the time off the top of my head. Yeah. No, that's okay. People can go to our website at, at uh, ctlt.illinoisstate.edu and you click on the workshops link and then it'll take you to the spring semester and you can you can see all that. You can also find a list of workshops if you visit our ReggieNet support pages. It's just a different way of getting to the same same place ultimately on the website. Um, so uh, that's the lessons tool. Um, there are a couple of uh, tweaks I remember reading about to... Um, some of the other tools. I know that the schedule tool is just being renamed. That's right. It's being renamed to calendar, which is, in our case, is actually a reversion to what we used to call it. Right. Um, so, and it, I think it's a yeah. better name personally. Yeah. Um, there's also a change in the resources tool where rather than deleting an item, 
You now just put it into trash. Okay. And the nice thing about that is trash is recoverable. It's uh, not gone for good. So if you accidentally remove something, mm -hmm. you can still get it back without having to re-upload it or, or recreate it. That's great. So that's a nice little feature. Those are the main kind mm -hmm. of new features that, that are available. There's also a new question type in tests and quizzes. It's an image hotspot. Oh, where really? You, where you can upload an image and, and mark out one or more hotspots that the student then has to click on. To so if it was a, question. A, a, an image that was a map or something like that, mm -hmm. or if you're- if Or a you're diagram. Or a diagram or an image of a face if you're doing something with anatomy or something mm -hmm. like that. Label these parts or whatever. That's great. That's great. Or, well, or, well, click well, on the part that is- Click on this. Yeah. Yes. Thing in the image. Then there was something that interested me that I saw in the um, uh, statistics tool, which is, uh, or something like that, that you, we were able to generate individual reports now for, uh, of student activity. Do I remember something like well, that? Well, that's, that's always been there. There is actually, there's also a new feature in the tests and quizzes tool that allows you to, there's a, it's called the student activity log. That's it. Where yes. right now what we have is there's an event log that right. you can pull up that shows all the students and and uh, when they've started and completed mm -hmm. um, assessments. But now there's a student activity log that gives you somewhat different information per student where you can see um, how they did on each quiz that they've submitted, how long they took, what percentage they got, mm -hmm. what their raw score was. So an, another way of generating some overall information for a particular student mm -hmm. to kind of allow you to gauge progress or, or gauge how the student is doing yeah, in yeah. that particular tool. There is one other change that's happening, and um, – I think it's, it involves this thing called SCORM. What is SCORM? I should have known you were going to ask me that. I, <laughs> I can never remember exactly no, what you, it yeah, stands it, for. But what but, does it do? What but, does it do? But yeah, basically, it's, it's, it's yeah. a standardized format for packaging content, usually in some kind of module or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and in our case, uh, the primary use is from people that use a program that we have called SoftChalk. Mm -hmm. um, well, actually, it's... SoftChalk Soft Create yeah. is the name of the program that has um, interactive activities that can be scored. Yeah. And, and the idea is that if this is uploaded correctly into ReggieNet, you can actually capture those scores in the gradebook. The change in version that we're undergoing means that the process that we've used to upload these score modules to ReggieNet is changing, right. unfortunately. But at the moment, it appears that that's affecting limited users, and we're going to be re we will have uh, reached out to those users right. by the time this podcast right. airs uh, to make sure that that they know what's going on, and, and we have a process in place to yeah. to get them updated and, and things fixed. So. so, so the takeaway here is that if you are already using SCORE modules in your teaching for this semester, spring 2017, Correct. that by the time you would be listening to this podcast, you already will have been contacted. Uh, but if if you haven't been, or if you're planning to use uh, SCORE modules uh, in subsequent semesters, then you'll want to go to our website and uh, or give us a call. I would say don't go to the website. Give us a call. Give us a call. Okay. Definitely contact us and directly, yeah. and, and we'll yeah. make sure that things are fixed. Okay. And um, so at, to, just to kind of wrap things up, I guess – the other thing is that again, this has been an ongoing process, and it's mm -hmm. and we are a week and a day out from when this upgrade happens. 
Um, and I know things are still being tested and still being worked on. So yep. it's not like it's, you know, it, it right up to the last minute we're doing things, which means that the documentation, the, you know, updating all of our support documentation and whatnot is, is going to take a little while. But people are always welcome to call us uh, if they can't find something on our website that they're looking for. That's certainly true. We are in the process of updating all our handouts and, and the how-to videos. Yeah. But it's going to take a little bit of time to, to get those all up. And we've kind of got a prioritized list of what right. we think is, okay, what do we need to get done right away? And then some of the ones that yeah. can I mean, not wait to, a little bit. Not, not to get too deep into how we make the sausage here at CTLT and how we create all of this stuff, but it's actually in some ways more challenging, I would suspect, to do an upgrade like this where there are a lot of little things that are changing as opposed to a wholesale upgrade. Um, in, in that there are a lot of, uh, you know, just what you click on, the thing that you click on is the same thing, but it has a different name now. Right. Yeah. There, there's a few little name changes here and there in some of the menus. And, and, and so all of those things have to be found in our handouts and and changed. Yeah. I, I think having been, had the opportunity to, to look at it uh, a little bit, uh, in the development, uh, the developer environment, I think faculty are going to, for the most part, respond really well to this. Um, some of the little things that just didn't that just made it a little harder to use i think have have really been addressed in this latest upgrade from the sakai community um even just organizing your favorites list at the top of the screen you know, mm-hmm. your, your favorite courses that you're using this semester that's this makes much more sense now um i was thrilled to see that and that there are little icons and stuff it just is easier to, to filter through menus and stuff like that so so is there anything else that we need to uh emphasize as part of this upgrade well, we could talk a little bit more in depth about the gradebook change. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, Why don't we do that? So there is a new gradebook coming. Um, we've been using a tool that, that's been labeled Gradebook 2. Yes. Um, first started using Sakai mm-hmm. uh, here on campus, or ReggieNet as it's more commonly known. Yes. Um, but the, the Sakai community has developed a, a new gradebook version, and the old gradebook version is no longer being uh, supported. So we will be switching to this new version. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks nice. It has pretty much all the same functionality as the old gradebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually got a few new features that uh, instructors will like um, when you're looking. It it acts a little bit more like a spreadsheet um, right. as far as when you're looking at it from a grade entry point of view. And when you say that specifically, I think you can now enter grades in that sort of spreadsheet view. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Um one nice feature is you can now enter grades that are higher than the maximum point value. Ah. So you don't have to say if you do have extra credit on an exam or something like yeah. that, you don't have to set up an, a separate item to, to enter those points. That's that'll good. make some people happy. I think so. Um, there is also a way to view the total points that a student has earned so far in the course of the semester. That's something that, that faculty have been asking for for quite some time. Yes. And so we can now say... Here it will be. And just the, the overall look, the, the way um, the columns are displayed, it actually you can choose whether to group things by category if you're using categories that and, and it shows kind of their their grade so far for that particular category as a uh-huh. as an extra column. So there are some nice new features in there that, that we did not have in, in gradebook two. The one thing that I know we're going to get questions about, and so we try to anticipate this. So, again, faculty members, instructors don't have to change for spring. We wouldn't want that to happen. We Correct. recommend against that. They have the option of using the old – we'll call it the old grade book or the new grade book for simplicity's sake. They have the option of using either one for the summer. But the plans right now are for fall what? 
to be using the new grade book exclusively. Okay. So in other words, they won't have that old version of the grade book available. And if they want to go back and look at grades in, in past courses, the new grade book uh, there, there's a process will help them through that. and Well, at least initially, for some time, the, the old gradebook tool will still be present. It'll still work, in other it, words. It will in, still work if it's already in a course. Okay. But it's going to yeah. become what we call stealth, which means it will no longer be available to be added to a course. A new course. Right. Okay. We will have lots of workshops. Oh, yeah. No, I, and yes. I, I'm sure we will have I'm sure we will have lots of workshops, a disproportionate number of gradebook workshops. Uh, but I think that it's it uh, from what little I've seen of it, I think it's it's fairly intuitive, isn't it? It is. It's not too bad to navigate through the the settings. Yeah. Um because mo- as I said, most of the settings are are similar to what they are now it's yeah. just a different interface on on how you access those yeah. and I, and I think we would agree it's probably best you know I, I know this was part of the calculation it's probably best to uh, if this transition has to be made and eventually we have to use this grade book exclusively mm-hmm. because the old one is no longer being supported right and so, eventually at some future update it yeah. will be taken out entirely right and so we figure it's better to do that at the beginning of an academic year uh, because again we're not thrilled about making changes in spring but you know mm-hmm. we have to do it this semester so anything else we need to know I think that's mostly it okay um, Charles thank you so much for being here well thanks for the opportunity to share what's coming out in Reginet okay And that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Let's Talk Teaching. You can find out more about what we talked about, including about how to find ReggieNet support, on our website at ctlt.illinoisstate.edu, and we'll link to some of the resources we've been talking about today on today's show page. For Charles Bristow and everyone here at the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology, I'm Jim G. Until we talk again, happy teaching.